0: Carol Gold.
1: Hi, it's Thursday, September 8th. I'm Carol Gold and welcome to Think for Yourself. It's virtually impossible, unless you have your head in the sand, to do a podcast today and not address, acknowledge, speak to Queen Elizabeth II. She was a remarkable woman in many ways there will be podcasters, and there will be articles written, and there will be news stories today. I kind of want to get on that bandwagon, although I'm not sure for all the same reasons. I'm not here for a history lesson, and I'm not here to, to tout her as all good or all bad, which I guess might be the point of the whole podcast today. I've read and I've seen stories already today since her death was announced of how incredibly wonderful she was and what an awful human being and the monarch to a colonial power that abused minorities in other countries and took advantage of their resources for the benefit of England. I am certain that both of those versions of her are true. And the reason that I'm certain is not just historical fact, but because she really was in many ways the best and in a way I'll say the worst that we're all capable of I'm sure the worst will be harder to explain but let me first explain the best you know regardless of what you thought of her regardless of what you thought of her style regardless of whether you thought the British royal family was a waste of money and time and energy that Britain could have been using all of those in a better way Regardless of any of that, what you cannot take away from this woman is her incredible internal fortitude to do two things. One, to step up into a position that she was born into and to handle it with dignity no matter what happened, to handle it with grace. That's number one, to step up to responsibility regardless of whether you wanted it or not regardless of whether you sought it or not regardless of whether it's how you wanted to live your life or not she was born into a situation where circumstances made her the Queen of England and within a historical context she understood what that meant and she had a I guess not only a dedication to her lineage and to her father King George the sixth but also to her nation so I think she is a brilliant example of personal responsibility the thing that I talk about on this podcast so often and the thing that I think is so lacking in the world there are actually two things that I always say are lacking one is personal responsibility and the other is courage and I think she exemplified both because she faced many adversities in her life, and they were public adversities. They weren't just things that she got to deal with in the privacy of her own home or her own family. She had to deal with them in the public eye. And yet she never lost that dignity, that grace, that commitment to both the job title, the job description, and her subjects, her citizens, the people who for whatever reason that we may not understand as Americans, looked to her for that fortitude, for that stability. I mean, I think it's inherent in the British character and in the British makeup based on their history that for many, the royal family exhibited a stabilizing force. And in the times when that force became somewhat unstable, she always managed to bring it back to center. So I think her sense of personal responsibility and her courage are both examples that the world would do well to look at now and use that or see that as exemplary behavior, commitment to an obligation that so much hinged upon that I think she put her personal desires second to the many people that she felt a responsibility towards and to the lineage that she had inherited, or of which she was a part. So yes, the personal responsibility, but also the grace and the dignity. The woman never lost it in public, and that we know of, never lost it in private. And there have been, you know, there have been books written, there have been docudramas made, there have been documentaries made. She really seems to have live that example of it isn't what happens to you in life, it's how you handle it. And again, I think she can be looked at as a role model in that regard, in how you handle it. Now, I'm not saying that it isn't a dysfunctional family, but there's a whole lot of dysfunctional families. You don't have to be the British royal family to be dysfunctional. Theirs, perhaps, is a little more easily identified because it's so public. The downside, the dark side, the part of her and her family and her lineage, that is unquestionably something that should be looked at, Britain's history as a colonizing empire. After all, remember, prior to the Windsors being the House of Windsor, which happened during the reign of King George V, her grandfather, they were a German family. They were of German descent. I think it's why Prince Harry, no longer Prince Harry, but Meghan's husband, thought nothing of wearing a Nazi uniform to a Halloween party when he was still single. I don't think it dawned on him or he thought anything of it. Because I think that the British royal family has a history and ties to Germany. And probably, you know, there was also during the Second World War, there was the capitulation by the then foreign minister to Hitler. So I think that there are those dark sides, at least to the totality of the office and the nation that she represented. But there are very few people on this planet who don't have both good and bad in them, who don't sometimes make the higher choice and sometimes make the lower choice. And all in all, no matter what Britain has ever been through, at least during her reign, which is, what, 60-some years... She always exemplified the best of the nation. And I think in many ways she exemplified the best of humanity. We are so lacking today in, you know, children need... They need role models, right? We all need role models growing up. And sometimes we have them in our families and sometimes we don't. And when we don't, we tend to look toward public figures or famous people, be they in media or the arts or in the case of you know royalty, we look or, or Nobel Prize winners or authors or whatever. We, we look for role models and that's a healthy thing. But we are so lacking in them today because there is no credit anymore for doing the right thing. And worse, there's no consequence for doing the wrong thing. We have all of these criminals who have been let out of, either let out of jail or let out of prison, let off their sentences early. This brutal murder in Mississippi over the weekend, the kidnapping of that heiress in Mississippi, the finding ultimately of her body. These people who perpetrate these crimes They're already hardened criminals. What are they doing on the street? The one who kidnapped Fletcher and killed her had a record of felonies. He was released from a three-year sentence after 11 months. If he hadn't been released early, he wouldn't have been out on the street doing what he did, kidnapping and murdering a young, admirable, respected teacher. Forget that she was an heiress. She taught children. We lack role models. Because, again, we don't give credit or consequence anymore. And I think it's the sickness of the culture and the society. It's what happened to us. I blame a lot of it at times on the internet, on social media, on 15 Minutes of Fame, on people wanting to just be rich or famous without any effort or any responsibility or any consequence for how they get there. The ends justifies the means. Regardless of what the means were, I sometimes blame it on our distancing ourselves from a creator. That when we lose track of the sense that there is something in this universe greater than ourselves, we get caught up in our own egoic behavior and thinking that, again, there are no consequences for the choices we make. And of course, there always are. And you don't have to be religious, you don't have to be spiritual. You just have to look at how nature is put together. You have to look how energy acts. The example that I often give is because we're energy, right? We're all made up of energy. That's what we are. We are at the quantum level, just energy vibrating at a variety of frequencies. So the example I often give is that if you buy an appliance in the United States and it's a 120, the voltage, and you take it to Europe and you plug it in, and you're in England or you're in France where it might be 210 or 220, you're gonna blow the appliance, you're gonna break the circuit, and you're gonna stop the flow of electricity. They're gonna stop the flow of power. Why? Because energy has to be used properly. There's a right way to use it and a wrong way to use it. There's a nuclear power plant and there's a nuclear bomb. We're energy. So when we use the energy that we have wrongfully, There are consequences. You don't have to be judgmental. You don't have to think that God punishes. You don't even have to think that a human that you know punishes. The reality is that when you use energy incorrectly, it inevitably comes back to you because everything in this universe is connected. You know the expression, when a butterfly flaps its wings in Texas, wind patterns change in Japan. You may not be in Japan when the wind patterns change, But inevitably, they will because we're all connected. Everything is connected. And what happens in one sphere or in one aspect of the planet will reverberate outward and will inevitably impact every other aspect that it encounters. And ultimately, it will impact the entire planet because one thing connects to another, connects to another, and ultimately, you're back to the source of whatever sent out that energy. And I can assure you that when we send out negative energy, it comes back to us. I read cards, I'm, I've been psychic my whole life and I do readings for people, separate from being an attorney, I'm also a psychic. And I have a deck of cards that happen to be, I have many decks, but I have one deck that happens to be the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And I pulled a card yesterday to just get a message, so to speak, and it was the card, Tet. And that's like the letter T in in the English alphabet. And when I was reading the meaning of it, it's the card of service. It's bringing light into the darkness of matter through service. And when I read that, it kind of got me for the moment and, and it stopped me to think. And what I thought about is energy, because yes, We're all energy. Everything is energy. Even the walls, the tables, the everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies. So I thought if the world of 3D reality is dense matter, and it is, we know this in physics, then when we talk about density, we tend to think in terms of less movement, less light, darkness, let's say. And that made sense to me. That we as humans come in with all of these faculties and abilities to do what? Well, to bring light into the darkness of matter. Because the world is a dark place. It's a dense place. Physicality is dense. And we are unique beings. In that we have the faculties and the abilities and each one of us uniquely designed and created to in some way impact the physical world. And we get to choose how we impact it. We get to choose whether we bring more lightness or whether, whether we bring lightness at all or whether we solidify the density and the darkness. And that's why I think that people like Queen Elizabeth, and there aren't many of them, I mean, clearly she's in a class by herself for a variety of reasons, both literally and figuratively, but why she and others who exemplify the best of humanity, the best of grace under pressure, the best of personal responsibility, the best of commitment to higher principles, why that is so vitally important and why the deficiency that we have now around all of that is equally as important in a very tragic way. Because it's not giving young people, let alone people who are fully grown and still would like to emulate higher principles, it's not giving young people anything to look at, anyone to emulate. It's a cultural free-for-all out there now. Everyone's so much more concerned about your gender and your pronouns than they are about whether you're being personally responsible, whether you're using the talents and the abilities that you have for the highest good of all concerned, whether you feel a commitment to principles like truth and courage and compassion and grace, and maybe they're not exactly all principles, but they are all values worth emulating. Nobody seems to care. They care about politics, they care about left and right. They, as I said, they care about gender dysphoria and they care about getting famous or getting rich without putting in very much energy. And it doesn't work that way because the return really is equal to the input when the input is authentic and genuine. It's why people say, don't follow the money, follow your passion, follow your joy. Because when you follow the money, that's the dense, empty part of matter. And when you follow your passion and your joy, that's the explosion of light that you put out into the universe that makes a positive difference. I have a little saying in my office and the saying is on a placard. And it says, creativity is intelligence having fun. We are all creative each one of us in our own way we're all born with different gifts but everyone has something that that is theirs that is uniquely theirs but when it's expressed it is uniquely them but free will lets us express it for the highest good or for the lowest common denominator that's what free will is that's what makes us all so unique so on a day when truly a light went out in the world and two rainbows appeared over Buckingham Palace as they were lowering the flag to have staff. Think about those principles. Think about which ones resonate for you. Think about how you're using the energy that you're given and the talent that you came in with. It's never too late to do something about all that. Think about how you're bringing more light into the world. Or are you supporting those who? who are supporting the density and making certain that the highest good for all concerned remains on a back burner. And we continue to be distracted by the nonsense and the emptiness of the things that are put in front of us every single day through the media and through all of the technology. May Queen Elizabeth rest in peace and may all of us who are still here rise to the occasion of our own grandeur, and be a role model and a signpost for others looking for the highest good that we're all capable of producing. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next week. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself.
0: Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.